Welcome back, everybody, to the Raising Unicorns podcast. I have with me the one, the freaking only, Brett Crockett. Oh, hey. What's up, Brett? Hey, Shane. Hey, man. We're going to cover uh, a book, a marketing book that yep. has inspired us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a book throwdown! And Brett actually suggested this one to me. I hadn't read it. Brett, you've read this one before. Yeah, I read it uh, not too long ago. It actually came out in 2013. So it's been out there for a long time. Maybe some of our listeners know about it, but I think it's a great one to... Great one to cover. Super interesting book. The guy, I'm just going to, I promise Brett, I wouldn't talk about this long. What's the author's name? We should cover it. Uh, it's Rob Fitzpatrick. Rob Fitzpatrick. I don't know what his background is. Do you? I was going to ask you this. Yeah, he's he's like a serial entrepreneur. So but like he you know any companies early. that he, uh, he did? Uh, mostly tech companies. So he went through Y Combinator and some of that kind of stuff. Okay, and, cool. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really mention that in the book, but right. you can tell. I was telling Brett, it's, it sounds like a classic, like, like kind of tech guy, tech savant yeah. who might have some social oddities, but like <laughs> is also brilliant. If, if you do the audio book, yeah, you'll probably yeah. pick up. Well, because he narrates it himself. Right. So if you, if you go down this uh, based off of this recommendation, just be warned. Yeah, it is is a little rough at times. It's like watching or listening to a live seminar. Yeah, it really, but it does so, feel like he recorded the whole thing live. Yeah. Zero editing. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Good, great stuff. Um, Let's get into like the the premise of the book just overall, right? Premise of the book, it's called The Mom Test. And since like Brett said, he is a, this guy's a serial entrepreneur and he kind of came up with this, this concept of like how to avoid gathering bad data about creation of new products and getting answers to your questions about your products that are what he calls the mom answers, which are usually people who are your close friends who care about you and you ask them questions about your product and they give you basically garbage data where they're like, yeah, that's awesome. Right. I would definitely pay money for that. You're right. smart. Like, <laughs> I think you're going to succeed. And I've had that feedback in a lot of cases. And sometimes you know that it's kind of that mom feedback and, and sometimes you, you don't. But it's hard to get out of it if you ask the wrong questions or you set it up improperly. Yeah, and, and usually you have yourself to blame for that. I yeah. mean, because if you're asking people that you know and who love you, like that kind of stuff, of course they're going to try to make you feel good. But his point is get good data by asking great questions, yeah. basically. Uh, and so I think it's really helpful. The other thing I would say about the content of the book is it's not conceptual. It's almost a how-to. Yeah, so it's very, very grounded. Yeah, very like hands-on. You can go and implement this stuff. Like, and that's one of the things I like about it. There's even a section where he like spells out exactly what an email he sent to someone he wanted to get on his advisory board, yeah. how he structured it and why he changed it certain ways. You're like, oh, this is like copy and paste yeah, like for if right. you're trying to do something similar to this. Yep. And I, I thought it was interesting because like we do, we ask a lot of questions around our creative from trying to understand like how people are perceiving it. Yeah. But this is primarily about products. And we've done some product development stuff with our companies yeah. when we're doing campaigns, when they're still designing the product or trying to nail their product. But most of the time, for a creative standpoint, it's not necessarily like you're trying to nail a product. You're trying to, your product is the creative itself in a very similar way. There's some, there's some places where it doesn't cross over exactly 100%. But I think a lot of the principles apply 100%. Yeah, for sure they do. And I think as creatives, you guys go and you talk to people who are out there sharing ideas with people. Yeah. And they're getting feedback that instead of just not being helpful, actually leads them down the wrong path. And what I mean by that is when someone on the creative team at Harmon Brothers comes and shares content with somebody to say like, hey, what do you think of this? How do you like it? There are, and you've mentioned this before in other yeah. podcasts, there are certain people you can go to and you know that you'll get a straight answer. Yeah. Uh, but then there's others that Caitlin, if you take... <laughs> brutal, <laughs> she's, honest, hates it if she hates it. What? 
Yeah, so she loves there, it if she loves it. There are certain people who you know you're just you're gonna get you get straight answers from. Yeah, which is actually feedback. even though it can be baneful is what you need, right? Yeah. That he made from the book that I to- took a note on was he calls good data the data that tells you what your customers are looking for mm-hmm. and what they're willing to pay for it. Yeah. And so when that comes to content, there are a couple of ways that we get that feedback. One of them, obviously, is just to go out and ask certain people that you know, you know, whether it's Tyler or Caitlin or somebody who's maybe a little more gentle. Um, the other way that we do it, though, is through brain trusts. So we might talk a little bit about that. In fact, you're you're a part of brain trusts, all Always. brain trusts, right? Yeah. All so um, tell us how those work, kind of what they mean and why they're helpful as opposed to so, like a focus group or something like that. Primarily, like we focus on is two parts, like how well is the messaging working and is it clear? And then the other is like, is it working as a whole piece, like humor wise? Is it co- gelling right. like as a piece of content? Is it is it hitting its mark? How clear is the messaging? And then how compelling is that like messaging in there? Does it make me want to buy the product? Like in, in, in Dave Vance, he's, he used to write for us all the time. Um, one of the uh, former partners at the agency. He always said, I just use my own like my own internal compass of like does it make me want to buy the product even if i don't need the product it's very effective i like, get yeah, messaging and so that's like what we look for in our brain trust how clear is the messaging how effective is it at wanting us to want that product as well as like how well it's working comedically because those are kind of all signature things that like we look at at our uh, creative and that we're known for there was the the three things that he said to look for i loved was compliments, fluff, and ideas are all like three things like you uh, should avoid like the plague and try and like dig in. So if someone like gives you a compliment, you double down on that. Like his advice that he gave in on that was like, if someone gives you a compliment, oh, that's a really good idea. Or like, oh, I've never thought of that. Like, or the, and then ask a follow-up question of like, oh, have you ever, when was the last time you Googled a solution for this? Like, yeah. and if they have it, one of his litmus tests that he had in there, if they'd never cared enough to Google a solution, they're never going to care enough to pay their own money for your product, right? Right, right. Which that was such a good Ooh, yeah, that's like true. It's like, how many times am I annoyed by something? But I don't even Google it to see if there's a solution. I think what's not working is the more important part of like, I don't know if he mentioned this, but this is something we do and we implore on our our brain trust outside of the company is we ask them what wasn't working. Right. You don't ask the question of, uh, what did was, you like? Was there anything that didn't work? Because yeah. then they can say no. Yeah. But you have to say, what was not working for you in this commercial? And then they yeah. have to think and rack their brain. Like, they're going to have to, like, hey, it makes them be cornered a little bit. Yeah. Or where did you get confused? Or, yeah. or where did we start to lose you? Like yeah. those questions, just assuming that the answer yep. is there, uh, I think are much better questions than, well, what did you like best? Yeah. Or like, was there anything you didn't find funny? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I, I feel like those questions, like it gives them like a little bit of permission to be like, oh, I like can do this. And he's actually looking for this and it's helpful versus just being yeah. like, I'm here to stroke your ego, which is oddly enough, like something people often want to do. Yeah, like, absolutely. Well, because you're people friends often, usually. Yeah. Right? People want it and people want to give it as well, I feel like. Yeah. But again, it like it takes you, it has the ability to take you down the wrong path instead of being Very helpful. Easily. It's, yeah. yeah, it's hurtful. One of the things that you were mentioning is, is about the laughs. And that kind of goes into another note that I took uh, from the book where he talks about don't look for compliments, look for commitments. And one of the things I love that we do at Harmon Brothers is something that deals specifically with that. And mm-hmm. I believe that an actual laugh is a commitment, as yeah. he talked about it in the book. So one thing I thought he did uh, really well, he talked about, is like respecting other people's time and how when you ask them to like 
give you feedback on something, whether it's creative or a product, if you show respect for their time, they're going to give you more valuable information. But if you show disrespect for it, if you try and shoot the breeze too long, mm-hmm. it's just like you're not valuing their time and they'll probably not, they're not going to give you as much thought or care into the answers you're wanting, which again, voids the whole purpose of getting all this information and asking these questions. Right. So just being mindful of people's time and respectful of it, especially if you're going to get like someone's time who's tough to get a hold of or like is busy. Yeah, I think it's a good point. You're getting a ton of value out of these generally. If you're asking the right questions, right? And, yeah. And again, if you go and read the book or listen to the book, you'll see how he lays out the questions, what makes a good question versus a bad question. That's part of what, again, I loved about the book is just it's so hands-on. Oh, so I, I wrote something down here that I thought was a really interesting uh, note that he had here. It says, you are not allowed to tell a customer what their problems are and they are not allowed to tell you what to build. Yeah, I, I think it's a good point because if you're telling or you say you're not allowed to ask people, or you're not allowed to tell customers what their problems are. Yeah. So I think a lot of times what happens is we ask leading questions, yeah. right? And so if you're telling them what their problems are, then number one, they're going to agree with that. And then you're already off to the wrong start, yeah. right? On the three that he says to avoid, the uh, the compliments, the fluff, and ideas. On the fluff, one of the ways I think it's really beneficial that he clarified is like, if someone says, yeah, I do that all the time, like when you're asking like, do you have this problem or that problem? And I think this is even helpful in script writing. When you're right. trying to understand like how... Because we come, people come to us with really good products but often their messaging is totally off. Yeah. And they don't know how to actually talk to people and actually talk to them in a way where it addresses their problem really specifically. So I think this question works really well for even creative and, and crafting a piece of creative that is selling that product, right? Right. And asking people like, like, do you deal with X? And if they say, oh yeah, all the time, like ask a follow-up question of like, okay, when was the last time you dealt with that? How That's recently right. was it? And then yep. what did you do like to fix that problem, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually took uh, notes on something similar. So he he boils the mom test down to three things. He says, number one, talk about their life instead of your idea. And yeah. that goes back to that kind of last point we talked exactly. about, I think. He said, ask about specifics in the past instead of generics or opinions about the future. Yeah. So to your point, instead of saying, hey, do you deal with this? Um, or you could ask that question, but then if they say yes, say, okay, when was the last time? It's like, yeah. when was the last time you Googled that thing or whatever, right? Yeah. And then the third one was to talk less and listen more. And I attribute that one as like, your talking should mostly be asking questions, yep. right? Instead of... Or clarifying, like, even, yeah, cl- like clarifying the questions even Yeah, further. making sure that you understood them, yeah. like some of that kind of stuff. And when you're doing that, just making sure that you're not again, leading them on or putting words in their mouth, that sort of stuff. For sure. Um, and so that's, those are like the three things that he considers the mom test. So often we, we get most of those backwards. So we talk about our idea instead of their life, or we talk about um, their opinions about the future. Like, would you do this if this thing were available? Yeah. Instead of what they've done in the past or what they're doing right now. And when you flip those, then you're, again, you're going to the bad information, the unhelpful information instead of getting to the good stuff. This idea of of not getting honest feedback mm-hmm. reminds me of when I go to Costco and they have samples, right? And so I go and I get a chalupa and I'm like, oh, this chalupa is delicious. And they have the boxes sitting there and it's these these ladies that, this is their job, like microwaving a chalupa <laughs> and giving <laughs> it to job. all these needy people who are walking down the aisles. Who shop hungry one. like idiots. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. And so I always, I make it a point to go over and take the box and pretend like I'm going to go buy it. But then usually I walk around the corner and stash the box somewhere and then go check out without purchasing. It's it's because again, I don't want the lady to feel bad. Like she cooked this thing for me and then I'm just gonna be like, yeah, thanks for the free food and leave. Like I have to at least tell her like, 
I re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's do they, bad. I, like, do, they but, get, do they care? Do they get paid off commission? I don't know, but it, like it would make me feel good if I cooked something for someone and they said that's delicious. I'm gonna go buy a box. <laughs> but the problem is, is that I'm not. I'm, I guess it is. I am like, a monster because I'm not know, being truthful with them. But I just want to feel the bad good. Data. You're your own <laughs> I problem. I know, but anyway. I, so one of the things that uh, he puts in the books that was a huge lesson for me, like he's usually talking for the mindset of like an entrepreneur who's pitching an idea for a company. Worst thing you could do is actually pitch your idea and actually introduce your idea. But a lot of your questions should be around the problem Mm -hmm. that your product is aiming to solve and how big that problem is. And I think with like content, it's a little tougher because it's obviously like designed and kind of crafted to sell an idea or a product. But like, I think one of the things that's maybe helpful is to not at all say like, hey, I'm directing this commercial. Oh, for sure. Can you look at this? Like, hey, this is something uh, like I'm trying to get feedback on from this. Oftentimes, like we pay like interns to go out to different places and find these people, not even like people who are emotionally invested into it, which I yep. think is a benefit. Yeah. Because they're just like, hey, can I get your feedback on this video? Right. Like, and then they they don't say like, I made it. Like I shot this video, or I directed this video, or I'm editing this video, or I have microwaved this chalupa, or I've microwaved yeah. this chalupa. This <laughs> <sighs> poor lady. <laughs> so much no, bad data. It, it's you have to separate yourself from the product or yeah. the service or whatever it is in order to get people to be honest with you. Yeah, right. Like I, I guess you don't have to, but I think it helps to yeah. do it that way. That's like the key to this whole book is. He's trying to help us find the ways to ask the right questions so that we can get good info and create good products instead of just wallowing around kind of in the wilderness by asking the wrong questions, getting bad feedback. Yeah. And I think that like in the creative process, it's also interesting too. like just talk, like at least for me, when I was a creative director, like working on projects, like when I would want to go learn something about it, I would try and not stipulate, hey, I'm working on a script. It'd be like, I would go talk to these person, like, hey, I got a random question. Like, when I was working on chapbooks back in the day, I'm like, what do you do with all your photos on your phone? Yeah. Like, does that make you have anxiety having them on there? Do you like put them on Google Drive? Like, what do you do? Like, right. like do you do you miss having printed photos? Do you wish you printed more photos? I tried not to mention chapbooks until the end of that discussion with those people. Yeah. Because I thought it was very helpful and insightful to like understand like their core motivations and problems they were facing. Um, you talked to real users, figured out what they actually wanted or yeah, what their they, actual pain point was. And they could have gone a lot of directions, but we really fo- focused in on like the biggest problem because there, yeah. like, there were other problems that they had, but it was like, what was the biggest barrier to like printing their photos? And that was it. It was just time. Yeah. So one of the things that I uh, wanted to bring up is that bad data is one thing he talks about of getting bad right. data or like false positives on stuff when you're asking the wrong questions. But I also think... He brings this up too when he was talking about cold emailing people. He said, if you send out 98 cold emails and you only get two back, like don't take that as a sign of an analysis of that shouldn't be like, oh, it's a failure because only two people responded. It should be like, oh, out of this like 100 cold emails, which nobody responds to, two people responded to it. And so I think the analysis of the data as like you have to have get good data, but then good analysis too and interpretation of that. And I think that you just have to think a little bit longer about that, like the implications of the data and actually like simmer on it a little bit longer and don't jump to the first conclusion because oftentimes that first conclusion isn't the right one. And I feel like, like thinking Great about point. it a little bit deeper and, and looking for the insight that's beneath that surface level view of the data you get back is really, really critical to understanding both from on, on the creative side as well as like on a product side of like, what are they really saying here? Or what does this really mean for the product or for the creative? Great point. So takeaways from this week's episode. Number one, Get good data by asking the right questions. 
Solid. Number two, ask the right people to get the right data. And number three, don't look for compliments, look for commitments. That's perfect, man. Love it. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns. Subscribe now.